Welcome back to Bible Love. We're continuing our march through the psalm. And so today is Thursday in the second week of Lent. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O Lord, strong and mighty, Lord of hosts and King of glory, cleanse our hearts from sin, keep our hands pure, and turn our minds from what is passing away, so that at the last we may stand in your holy place and receive your blessing. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Alan, tell us why we chose Psalm 1 that we're going to talk about today. So if you didn't know, every day during Lent, um, there are assigned readings. I mean, there's a daily lectionary every day. Right. right? Um, Usually it's, you know, for the Tuesday after the sixth Sunday after the Epiphany or or whatever. It seems complicated. These are relatively simple. It is Thursday in the second week of Lent. And so there's assigned readings. The Gospels, Luke 16, there was a rich man dressed in purple. The Old Testament is Jeremiah. Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals. That's good advice. And the Psalm is Psalm 1. And so we're going to go back. We've been doing the Psalms for weeks now, and I guess we didn't start at the beginning. We didn't. Uh, And so here we go. We're back at the beginning. Yeah. So we'll read this out in a minute. But one of the things that stands out to me is before we get there is, let's see. I'm seeing at least four times where the word wicked is in this psalm. So I'm going to yeah. read it and then let's talk about that for a minute. And then we'll. Sure. we'll I love that. talking about wicked things. Yeah. So this is Psalm 1 at six verses. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. And all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So it's not good to be wicked, clearly. Apparently, yeah. Or other, I looked up other translations say ungodly. Mm -hmm. So this was an NRSV translation that I was just reading. But ungodly might be another word. Um, So this is one of those where you're like, ooh, those are some harsh words, God. You know, you don't like the unwicked, for sure, the wicked folks. Um, And you really like the righteous folks. Is It's pretty clear. What do you think? Yeah, um, it's really easy. (laughs) It's easy to think about when we consider ourselves righteous. But uh, what happens when we consider that maybe we're um, not the righteous, which I think is what kind of the purpose of Lent is, is to make us realize, although, right, 
Lent also contains the good news that we are uh, redeemed in Christ. But we also remind ourselves every week um, that we do some pretty unrighteous, wicked, scornful things. Um, yeah, I always, I can't remember if I, we've talked about this before, but I feel like I said it recently. Um, I always get worried about visitors that come during Lent because we're doing like the great litany and the Decalogue and we're like just talking about how bad we are, you know? And and I think that is important and it's the least we can do in like the 40 days of Lent because Jesus and God did so much for us. And so I'm fine with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually like really good with digging deep in myself and like what I can do better. But I do always worry, like if we have visitors or they're like, what kind of church is this? All they talk about is how wicked they are and all their sinfulness and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, and it does feel very different than like the rest of the calendar year, I think in a lot of the seasonal year in a lot of ways, because I do think of us as like, God loves you so much. God, you are so adored. You are beloved. Like, you know, just keep on going. God is with you. You know, what can we do for others? And not this, like, you're a really simple person. Does that make sense? What yeah. I'm to say? Yeah, but I think, right, like, um, I don't know too many folks who would be surprised to learn that we're sinful. Yeah, right. Uh, no. I, I think the world does a pretty good job of reminding us of that. And so I think there's some extent to, you know, it's, it's kind of easy to tell folks like you're good enough. You're smart enough. Gosh, darn it. Darn, gosh, darn it. People like you. I think I'm quoting Stuart Smalley. Correct. I was going to say, is that from a movie? <laughs> That's from Saturday night live. You don't oh, know yeah. Stuart Smalley. Oh yeah. 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 Saturday. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Um, right. Like church shouldn't be about like participation trophies. Like, right. Right. We should also tell the truth that, Sure. We actually need this stuff. Like we need communion. We actually need Christ's death and resurrection. We're not just like great people who just rah, rah. Right. This stuff actually matters. It does. It does. I also see in this Psalm um, that it really is Old Testament and, and the fact that the law is brought up. So whenever the law is brought up, I'm I'm just immediately like go right to Old Testament, right? Because I feel like, when Jesus came, the laws kind of, we stopped just being so intent on the law and more on love, right? That's just kind of how my heart thinks of this or grapples with this. So when you see things like, but there is delight in the law of the Lord and on his law, they meditate day and night, like, that's not necessarily bad. I mean, God put these laws out there. God expects us to live up to the laws, which are, we said in the Decalogue yesterday, you know, I don't know if your church is doing this, but, you know, do not steal, do not commit adultery, da 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 But it, it reminds me that we are definitely in the Old Testament when I hear that word law. Does that, do you think yeah. at, all, at all, or is that just me? Yeah, no, I think that's, um, we aren't doing the Decalogue, but we are doing the uh, penitential order. Yeah. And so, you know, it's got sentences of scripture that that kind of lay it out there. And we start off with the confession and that, you know, I think about, you know, there's that's the law, but we have the gospel. Like we set up this distinction. Mm-hmm. Right. But like we don't actually the gospel doesn't matter unless the law is there. Right. Like 
the gospel kind of solves the law problem. Yeah, right? And so, you know, I, being a a baptized and confirmed Lutheran, you know, I'm still, I'm a good Lutheran, Mm -hmm. even though I'm an Episcopal priest. There's this idea that the law is a curb, a rule, and a mirror. Um, so it's a curb. It helps keep us on the the uh, the path. It lets us know the boundaries, right? And p- kids need boundaries. We need boundaries, whatever. It's a rule. It lets us measure ourselves against something. We can actually strive for something. And then it's a mirror. And this is the one that, that I think is most important is the law tells us who we are, yeah. right? We can't just... God loves everyone. Yes, that's all true. But like, this isn't, you know, just boost our self-esteem. Yeah, certainly. We need to have accountability. Yeah. And so we need, we can hold it up to our face and, and we can read this Psalm 1 and think, you know, David did some wicked things. Yeah. Right. And I don't think that's a surprise to David. He probably wrestles with that in the next 139 or whatever Psalms. He's going to wrestle with that. But he can start this and say, you know. It would, it would be great if I were not wicked because happy are they who have not walked in the counsel of the wicked. But then he's going to lay out, I, I've done some pretty bad things. Right. Right. Well, and I appreciate that too, because I mean, I, you know, I think my ministry and like who the center of I am, I am, and, and this is for you too, is showing God's love to people and all of that. But I think also like we have to be reminded every day that there are boundaries that there are laws that we need to appear to there are not and i don't mean that in judgment i mean that in like god put these out here for us i mean the decalogue don't don't commit murder don't steal don't commit adultery like those those things are there for a reason and so i think what the psalm is saying is happier those that abide by those laws or and who are in good favor with god yeah. and those that are not Maybe that word wicked feels harsh, but they're not in good favor with God. And isn't that the goal? We want to be loved by God. We want to feel that. The next verse three, this is what's so interesting about the Psalms to me. So we've got this sinners, wickedness, blah, blah, blah. Then we get to verse three and it's like this little creation story stuck in the middle, right? It says they are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit and season and their leaves do not wither and all that they do, they prosper. So it's almost like the psalmist is giving us like, okay, you don't get like the wicked, the you need to meditate day and night on the Lord. Let me give you another metaphor. Because if you look at it this way, maybe you think nature-wise. If you look at it this way, this is what's going to happen to you. You need a visual, you know. So it's almost like a gift in this in some ways. Like you don't see it this way, maybe look at it this way. Yeah, yeah in there, this is another thing, right? Like uh, this is... A beautiful metaphor. Streams in the desert is this devotional. When I worked at a Christian bookstore decades ago at this point, um, streams in the desert, which is like a hundred year old devotional, right? Like it sold a bajillion copies. Um, and it's this idea, right? Like water and the parched earth. This coming Sunday's gospel, right? Is, you know, Moses trying to quell the, the uprising because they're all thirsty. And so this idea that like in the midst of a desert, in the midst of um, whatever we're going through, in the midst of the wickedness, in the context of this psalm, there's water. There's a source of water. Jesus picks this up um, 
as being the living water. But but then we read everything they do shall prosper, right? Um, what do we do with that when not everything we do prospers? Yeah. Um, because these folks, I mean, these folks knew agriculture and they knew that um, there's no trees that that bear fruit all the time. Um, there's no uh, trees that always prosper. And so here, like, is this, I'm, I'm reckon to guess that this is a verse that um, gets misused in prosperity gospel circles. Sure. As long as you're not wicked, everything you'll do will prosper. Right. right. Which is not human nature. Yeah. And it's not Christian either. Um, well, it was interesting this past weekend. Um, I was telling Alan, I, I got to go be the guest speaker at um, a uh, another parish's parish retreat. And they had it at Canuga. And the whole thing, I don't know if you've ever been to Canuga, but if you haven't, it's this magical, wonderful, lovely place um, that is filled with nature. And that's a big part of Canuga is spending time outside and, you know, walking around and all that. And so on Friday night, I asked them, like, the folks at this retreat, like, what did you give up to be here? And, you know, the typical answer was my child's soccer game or the cost or, like, there was all those things. And then the next morning, I had them go out and walk the labyrinth, do the Stations of the Cross, go on a wandering walk, pick up some part of nature, you know, and bring it back. And I asked them, again, the question, like, was it worth giving up what you had to give up to be here this weekend? And the answer was yes. Because they were living in to relationship with God and got all those other things sort of out of the way, right? And just took time for themselves in nature to see the streams of the water or the leaves that don't wither and they were prospering. And I don't think we take enough time sometimes in that. And I, I know that may, I may just be trying to fit a story here in with this verse, but I do think it shows like the importance of we can't stop sometimes because we're like, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy. Even this morning, I was telling Alan, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And I'm so glad I took this moment. I feel so much better just like talking about this psalm with Alan and like spending time in the word in that. It's like my anxiety level just went down 100%. And isn't that the gift of God and God's creation and God's love for us, even when it's stuff that feels maybe a little hard to hear? like wicked and laws and all those things. Yeah. There's something beautiful yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, I, particularly the Psalms. I mean, there's the poetic quality and the repetition quality and like the structure of it, which Dr. Tony talked about, like there's just something about that. And then the way that we can pattern our lives after this, whether it be like a 30 day Psalm cycle or whether it be whatever it is. I mean, there's something that, that takes us out of whatever's going on work stuff, you're stuck in spreadsheets all day, or you're trying to get to the hospital, whatever it is, we can pull ourselves out of that and and go to this. And this, right? I mean, the living water is sometimes um, the word of God in scripture. Um, it's almost amazing to me the difference I feel than I felt 15 minutes ago when I sat down. Cause I was like totally anxious and like all over the place. And I sat down with you and I started talking about God's word. And it's like, all that is just gone. 
it's sort of amazing, really, what can happen if you breathe and you let God's word come in. And I think that's what I was trying to say to those folks at that retreat. And it's what's happening. I'm using my own words right here this morning. You know, it's what's happening to me. Okay, so let's talk about the last three verses. So this word chaff comes up a ton in the Bible. Um, and so the wicked are not so, but are like chaffed that the wine wind drives away. I feel like chaff was like an important word in the Old Testament. Because <laughs> don't you feel like it comes up a lot? Yeah, it's, you know, it's the the junk on like grains. It's yeah. like the byproduct, the stuff that, that falls. Like I know about, you know, my folks both when they were raised on wheat farms, right? Yeah. And so I've spent a good bit of my life like hearing about wheat farming and things like that. And then at my dad's funeral, um, we, the flowers all included uh, stalks of wheat in them. And so then we had them all over and like the stupid chaff, like ended up everywhere, literally everywhere. And I remember um, like it was all over my house and it was such a, like, it's just junk everywhere. Like my dog was trying to eat it. The cats were playing with it. Like I couldn't vacuum it up. Like it just seemed overwhelming at the time. And it was all just this junk that kept falling off the good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so here, you know, like, what is it? They are like the chaff, which the wind blows away. The wicked are like the junk that like there's no use for. And like, yeah, yeah. Just, it's gone. Yeah. And then therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So it's like, man, be good. If you want, if you want, if you want to feel um, not judged, um, be be good. Be a good person. Um, and that's a lesson we all can learn every day. You know, like what what's more important here? Um, abiding by the laws, loving people, being kind or, you know, being wicked and standing in judgment. It's pretty clear to me. I don't want to be standing in judgment. I don't want to be wicked. I want to be a good one. You know, I want to be one of the good guys. And sometimes we need to read that like right in front of us, you know? And so, yes, that may feel like stark or right on you or whatever, but it's just simple sometimes. Be one of the good ones. What do you think? Yeah, it seems simple, right? Just be good. Um, but be good. like uh, sometimes that's what Christianity boils down to. Right. Um, it is people just saying be good as if that's something we could be. Right. Um, sometimes that's what the world expects is be good um, as if that's something we could be. Which, like, all of this heightens the fact that um, we, we need Lent. We need Good Friday yeah. um, because we want to get to Easter. And so we can't do that. We can't live out Psalm one. David knows that because at this point, David had committed adultery and murdered somebody and like all this crap. Right. And so he is chaff. Um, and so he's writing this probably as some unattainable goal. Um, and sometimes it's a good reminder for us to go through these seasons because we know what that feels like as well. And we know that it ultimately ends in good Friday. Um, but the Easter Sunday happens because of that. Yeah. And I think that's the, that we, 
we forget our humanness, just like David's humanness. And like, you can read these goal, you can read these laws, you can try to be the good guy, you can try to do, but we're going to fail at that because that is exactly what you're saying. But it's the resurrection that we have to look forward to, which is coming y'all coming and 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 that is a beautiful beautiful thing well alan thanks for talking about psalm one with me today i'm glad we finally got back to the beginning um we've got some good stuff coming up mark audrey mark audrey graves is finally going to be with us we've been talking about him like how many times have we talked to him (laughs) um and i'm so excited about that i think that's next week and just keep going with us listeners as always remember that we love you but most importantly god does 